Welcome to the first episode of Nothing Going On Here. How to stay resilient in the madness. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then probably best to move along because obviously there's nothing going on here. If you do have a sense that you know what I'm talking about, then stick around because, well, because it may be something worth listening to. It may make sense to you. It's a message in a bottle, you could say, an SOS, though it's not really a save ourselves. I don't feel like I'm on a desert island. Well, sometimes I do, but I'm okay. In many ways, I'm one of the fortunate few Perhaps it's like a share our souls. <laughs> it's that connection. It's that connection that we've been missing with each other. So this is a podcast for my friends. And when I say friends, I really mean not just people I know, but perhaps people who might listen to this who I don't know who share the same values and who know and have known for some time. I mean, people have, happens to different people at different points, but at some point have realized very deep in their, in their souls, in their psyches, in their boots, that something isn't right. There's something not right about what's happening and are struggling perhaps as I have struggled to understand it to understand one's place in it and to come to terms with with a sense of history with the sense of that this is a moment. This is a moment, this is a crossroads. And that what we do and what we say is important. Now, it's always important. It is important now in a way perhaps we never considered before. I think for many of us, we realize that this is a time of reckoning where what we have believed and that was that was important, that what we have tried to aspire to is being put to the test. And I, I, I this is the third attempt <laughs> that I've made this evening. I'm trying to get this down into 15 minutes. Let's see how I do. They say the first casualty of war is truth, and that is something we've seen in spades, right? Um, over the last, what is it, several lifetimes, couple of years, whatever it is. 
uh, it's so difficult to even keep pace with the changes that are going on. It's happening so fast and it seems completely out of our control. So there's many ways to respond to that. Some people, I think, have just probably just shut down and given up. And that's a valid response. But it can't be mine. And it can't be yours. The time is out of joint. Is that the Prince of Denmark in Ham Hamlet said? The time is out of joint. And it's certainly felt that the time has been out of joint for quite some time. But the second casualty of war, I believe, is friendship. And when I say friendship, I mean an underlying connection of values and meaning that's maintained individual to individual, where there is an understanding of what is important. There's a common understanding that doesn't even need to be articulated, but now suddenly it seems that it does need to be articulated. Now, you may not be a protester. You may not be the kind of person who turns up in the street with a large group of people to say no to something. I'm not particularly that either. But I, like you, have seen the demonstrations going on around the world against against something, a force that seems to be absconding with our future self. That's my phone going, but I'm going to carry on. And taking almost like a kidnapping of our future self and taking it somewhere we don't want to go. This collective no is being characterized in ways that that reduce it to some kind of expression of ultimate selfishness, when in actual fact, it is the biggest sacrifice. The people who are standing up and saying no, really saying no, are putting everything on the line for this no. It's, it's just so clear that this cannot be a massive expression of selfishness when someone is willing to give up 
their livelihood, their reputation, their ability even perhaps to support their families, their comfort, their future, for something that deep inside them is saying no. So I want to say, first of all, before I get into the details, which I will do in upcoming episodes, I want to talk about this collective no, because I believe that no matter what the reasons are, now, if you talk to a lot of these people, you'll get so many reasons why they're saying no. You'll get, I've counted about 10 major ones, which again, I'll get into in later episodes. But underlying all of that, I believe, is one, is one reason. They're saying no, because the yes feels like abuse. It feels like abuse. And if it feels like abuse, it probably is. And many of the people that are waking up to this are people who have been in abusive personal relationships in their lives and they can smell it once you've been through something like that you smell it again and it doesn't matter whether it's coming from your government from an institution from the media or from an individual you you catch that scent and you know there's something wrong. You may not be able to articulate it perfectly. You may not be able to have all of the arguments at hand to express it, but you know something deep in your boots, something isn't right. So this first episode really is about the connection. It's about reaffirming what friendship really is, the acknowledgement of the atomization of us, and at the same time an affirmation of a reconnection at a level of a certain level of sacrifice at a certain level of sacrifice. And when I say sacrifice, I mean doing something that makes you feel afraid because what I'm doing right now scares the Jesus out of me. But the, con but the, the, the force of friendship, you could call it love, is stronger is stronger and it always has been and it always will be and you're not alone and you're not crazy and there are millions and millions and millions of people who feel the way that you feel you just haven't met them yet and what I want to do in these episodes is to remind you that you're not alone through some of the things I want to share. 
I want to talk about the resistance that's going on around the world, um, how impressive it is, how extensive it is, um, how it's not being covered, of course, in the mainstream media, but how it's a voice that's uniting globally. It's a force to be reckoned with, and it's not going anywhere. In fact, it's mounting. It's getting stronger. And I didn't expect this. I, I hoped for it, but I didn't expect it. And it gives me strength every day. Because as far as I can see it, it's about the future. It's about the future generation. It's about the children. For me, it's about the children. I think that there's a good chance that we are going to be, the people my age, I'm quite older, I'm almost 60, we're going to be seen as some of the most hated, one of the most hated generations ever. I'm not sure we'll ever be forgiven. I'm not sure we should ever be forgiven for what we are doing to the children. But at least we can connect with one another and understand what power really is. And I want to finish because I'm getting close to that 15 minutes. I used to work a lot in um, human rights. I'll never forget this young Tibetan man who told me he was working uh, on, uh, human, on human rights and he was just a guy, he had nothing. He really, really had nothing to his name just the clothes he stood up in. And he said to me, you know, people think that because you're one person, you're so weak. You're just one person. How can you do anything? And he said, I see it differently. I see that because I am one person, because I am a person, then I can do something. And that's how he moved forward. So remember, you're one person and you can do something. Okay, I'll see you next time. Nothing going on here. Bye, friends.